So hello and welcome to the New Gig Podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Hodgson, and today I'm delighted to be joined by the CEO of Parkamo, the app revolutionizing parking, Katerina Wagner. Katerina, good to have you on the show. Hi, Glenn. Great to be here. Thanks for the invitation. It's a pleasure. So let's kick off by you just saying a little bit about your background in the transport and technology sector, as well as introducing Parkamo to some of the people who maybe haven't heard of it yet. Sure. Um, so I've been in mobility for the last eight years. You know, this is kind of my second life, <laughs> second <laughs> career. Yeah. Um, when I joined um, Car2Go back then, which is a, a subsidiary or used to be a subsidiary of Mercedes-Benz Daimler, um, pioneering free floating car sharing in Europe and North America. Um, you know, it's been super exciting, um, really building a new category of mobility around Europe. Um, and after that, I co-founded another company in the car sharing industry called Opley which we unfortunately had to shut down again um, <laughs> as it goes to startups. Um, and uh, just recently I joined Pergamo and uh, last year. Mm. And you know, what's been um, very, um, it's been very fitting for me kind of to go into the parking industry because all of the discussions which I had within the car sharing industry always started with parking. Yeah. It is, a very relevant topic for the communities. Um, when you bring in more cars on the street, where will the cars will be parked? How will you um, pay for the parking? How will you manage the parking in order not to congest the streets even more than there are already? And this is where um, Parkamo um, really strike me as a solution um, because with Parkamo, we're really trying to enable sustainable parking from different perspectives. That means we want to reduce parking pressure on streets, um, but also make, make parking accessible and easy to use for the users. And the way how Parkamer does it is by combining various aspects. So on the one hand, we're a marketplace where all of the most relevant parking apps are integrated. Mm. So you will see at one glance, all of the parking spaces available to be booked through all of the parking apps and you don't need to switch between the apps anymore. Mm. You also have full transparency uh, for the prices as a customer because um, many people don't actually know that the parking apps also have a, an extra charge additional to the parking price. And now in Perkamo, you can actually see which apps might be more relevant for you because they have a lower fee for the parking um, than others. And then um, on top of that, um, we have direct relationships with parking garage operators mm. um, to actually increase access to parking spaces. So there are still a lot of parking garages which are not digitized. You don't have an opportunity to pay for parking in a digital way. And um, thus, obviously, you also don't find them in any parking app. And by adding them directly through Parkamo, you get just more availability of parking space, mm. which um, you can use as a customer. And for the communities, this means that more space is available to remove streets, uh, to remove cars, sorry, from the streets and bring them off street, and uh, thus release uh, a bit of pressure. And a last point, which I would like to mention, is actually peer-to-peer -peer parking it's basically um, the point which we we're just discussing on a smaller scale so there is a lot of um, 
private parking spaces, a lot of small businesses which have like three or five parkings, which are not used during certain times. And this is space which is not accessible at all to users um, at the moment. So through Parkamo, it's a bit similar like Airbnb. Mm. You can provide your private parking space in our app to rent out to users of the app. Um, you could define times when the space is available. And um, with that point, we can also increase accessibility to space and increase the overall parking space, which can be used off street for private or uh, commercial purposes. Excellent. Um, and just probably um, one more thing, which I'd like to mention because, um, you know, coming from sharing mobility it's been always relevant to me to actually use mobility on streets mm. and i am people might think oh but parking actually you know make it parking more convenient actually increases uh, mobility um and the point is that car sharing is not accessible to all of the users who want to use it it is still mm. an urban solution in most of the cases. So there is a majority of um, people who are dependent on the private car and they're just on half alternatives available. So they need an opportunity to park. And this is where Parkrun comes in. And still to compensate a bit for the CO2, which is emitted by driving your private car, we have um, established a program called Green Parking, Parkrun right. Green Parking. And um, that means that with every parking which you do through the Parkama app, you donate a certain amount to a Swedish organization called Klima Compensera. Mm. And the money goes directly into projects, um, planting trees and supporting solar energy. So you, we can compensate together with the customers for a part of their trip. Excellent. So it's basically green parking, which you're offering uh, as well. This is fantastic. And increasing the uh, efficiencies um, and, and also uh, increasing that uh, need for, for, for efficiencies that parking spaces themselves, because I've seen some of the statistics in particularly main European cities, uh, huge amounts of time and not to mention frustration, individuals just cruising, looking for parking spaces uh, uh, is clogging up our roads as well. You're absolutely right. Um, it really depends on the city, but it's a bit um, the bigger the city gets. It, it seems that the times which we spend in traffic um, yeah. rises more and more. And there is a lot of studies showing that up to 30% of that traffic is caused by cruising and searching for a parking space. Wow. Um, so yeah, imagine this is, um, I think the city of Stuttgart was something like 140 hours per year. So it's wow. a reasonable <laughs> amount of time which you spend um, just in traffic. Um, yeah. And we hope to, to be able to release that a bit. Mm. So it's wasted time, increased frustration, and also all those greenhouse gases that are going into the atmosphere as well, with people just circulating, Absolutely. looking for a place to leave their, leave their vehicle. Uh, it sounds like a, a, you know, a really great opportunity. And also the fact that it seems to me that uh, if you actually increase the efficiencies, this will create uh, uh, more opportunity to use this space for other things, uh, football pitches or your kids' playgrounds. Th this seems to be something that could be could benefit from this. Yes, I love the example of the playgrounds. Um, you know, now with the COVID crisis, many cities um, rededicated space 
mm. um, and, and took it away basically from cars and took away parking space. For example, here in Munich, where we are located, um, you could see a lot of restaurants um, before they were shut down, um, <laughs> but you could see a lot, a lot of restaurants using parking bays um, and putting tables out there. So it yeah. gave space back to the community. And yeah. I also love the example of Berlin, where a uh, part of the Friedrichstrasse, which is one of the main streets, was shut down completely to traffic. And um, they created really nice green areas, put out tables, put out benches for people to really um, occupy back the space. I mm. mean, our cities have been built around so much around cars. Um, streets are occupying an enormous amount of the area in the city. Um, whereas actually it's, even you could consider it's not democratic because not every person owns a car, yeah. but we all have kind of to, to give space to cars or to the people who use cars. And by creating free spaces and taking back a bit of, of car space to create bike lanes, to create broader pedestrian areas mm. that you know mothers with strollers can pass through, <laughs> to give space to micromobility. Yeah. Um, and um, to, to the community with green areas, restaurants, etc., um, mm. makes the cities more livable, I think. So this is great opportunities for uh, individuals, but also communities and cities. These are the, the great opportunities that Parkamo is uh, is creating here. And I'd just like to go back to the, to, to the issue about sort of the peer-to-peer parking as well, Katerina, because I like this idea here that, that companies and, uh, you know, uh, I'm looking in front of the, the building here, could hire out the uh, uh, the uh, the parking spaces when they're not being used. Could I, as an individual, actually sort of uh, sign up and actually use my drive to my house and uh, set it up so that f- during certain times or on certain dates, uh, people can actually use that as a, an opportunity to, uh, to 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 park their vehicle? Yes, that's that's exactly the idea, Glenn. Um, you can you know, the times where your parking space is not utilized, mm-hmm. you can rent it out. And through Parkamo, um, people can reserve the space. They can find it in Yep, um, yeah. obviously, and they can pay for it all um, digital without the need to actually meet the person and show them where their space is. Um, obviously, it depends a bit where your parking space is located. Yeah. There might be some access restrictions, which yeah. make it a bit more difficult. And depending on... Um, the number of spaces you can rent out. We can also provide a um, technical solution Mm. on how, for example, if you have a a garage door, how this could be actually open technically through the app. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a Bluetooth box, um, which we can install very, very easily and thus enable access to um, your parking garage. And I think, um, you know, one of the, of the, issues of sharing your private space. And this is something we've learned from Airbnb also, is obviously you need trust and you need kind of to be able to rely on who perks there and and, um, how are they gonna treat this. And because it's all booked through Pergamo, um, we um, are able to track the customers and if there should be some issues, uh, we will provide solutions, Mm. Um, but it it, it takes away the, anonymous part of of just you know letting anyone parking there and obviously the data is not shared um but we we can serve as a interface uh, Mm. for communication in in case of any um any issues 
So it's sorting out the problems while creating a revenue stream, a, re a real Airbnb for parking. I think this is a, a great solution. And also I'd like to just if you could say a little bit more about the uh, sector, where it's going, and maybe some of the some of the opportunities, but also some of the barriers as well that you're you're seeing at the moment. Um. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this does remind me a bit on my first days or the first year months and years actually within Cartago when we okay. started and created a completely new category mm. of mobility. Um, so free float mobility, meaning you can take a car in one space and leave it in another, didn't really exist before. Mm. And um, that also resulted in a lack of regulations. So when, when I talked to city governments and explained them how Cartago would work, um, everyone said, yeah, that's a great idea, but uh, you know, within the laws which we have, yeah. it is not explained in there. So how shall we allow it if there <laughs> is no regulation for it? And it is a bit similar now with with um, uh, creating a new um, industry like uh, parking, digital parking and aggregate parking, the Airbnb aspect in there. There is still a lack of regulation for yeah platform economy for sharing economy mm. and um this is obviously a challenge because you know as a company uh, you want to build a sustainable business and you want to be able to rely on that you can offer your service um in future and i think this is a general uh, problem of sharing economy that it's so new that um it's still lacking a lot of uh, regulation and attention um, so that's obviously um, a challenge, but I think where it's going is um, there are some great initiatives coming from different areas of sharing economy, looking yeah. exactly into that. And if we look, for example, into the banking um, sector, right. uh, there has been a severe step uh, towards sharing economy and sharing data and open opening data for common yes. use for the benefit of the customer um with the psd2 regulation which which has been published just recently um which is basically providing opportunity for new businesses to enter this kind of old industry and using data which exists there to provide new services to cons consumers yeah. and this is um I expect will happen in the parking industry as well. There are a lot of initiatives um, looking at open data for cities and communities yes. because data is a public good. And there is um, various uh, um, EU initiatives also recognizing that opening data is the way to a smarter city, mm. is the way to erase those efficiencies we've talked about, to especially in mobility, which is such a crucial part for, for cities. Um, um heartbeat really you can say yeah. it's it's it is heartbeat how if the cars flow and if the the streets are free or full um with cars uh, on on the road or park so opening data um will drive even more innovation in this area mm. and um i think it's important that um there is um there will be data standards established um, yeah. so you can easily exchange data throughout the industries and throughout also regions and countries. I mean, mm. it is still, mobility is still a very 
local thing. Like every city does their own, um, has their own um, priority or their yeah. own right in, 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 in creating and forming their mobility on their streets. Um, so also the, the kind of data which they provide, or even if they provide any data, is completely up to them. So um, we're expecting still to see a bit more of norms and standards there provided by the EU um, as a guideline on what cities should um, be providing in terms of data in what formats and what kind of APIs should be accessible to companies in order to become smarter and greener mm. and more sustainable in future. Absolutely. And I think this is a great uh, example from the banking sector. And I think it really links in as well with sort of the whole idea of uh, data protection, GDPR, that people actually control their own data. But of course, at the same time, we share these things which are so important to facilitate our lives. It's, it's anonymized in such a way that cities, uh, regulators and companies can use it, but to the benefit as us as consumers and users, so we get a better experience out of this. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, when, when you think about like how much data people provide to big platforms like Facebook or Amazon, yeah. and they don't really think about it. And it doesn't really add real value, I would say. I mean, obviously, yeah. the, the ads are more targeted to you and you buy even more products at Amazon. <laughs> but, you know, here by, by providing mobility data, um, mm. of course, in an anonymous way um, and just grouped into clusters so you can't really um, uh, see like individual patterns there. But those clusters could really improve the quality of life of yeah. each one of us. Yes. And not just, you know, buying more products, but um, creating more space, less mm. traffic, cleaner air, uh, just uh, uh, more livable cities. And um, improving also your day-to-day -day experience with for yourself, optimizing your time, your ways, finding um, better ways to drive to your destination or finding easier parking spot. This could yeah. add real, real value, which we all will feel. And yes. I think that's important that this um, this will happen. Excellent. Well, Katerina, thanks very much indeed for your time. I shall put the link to download the app, Parkamo, and also you're available in Germany and Sweden at this present moment in time, but expanding, uh, expanding across Europe slowly but surely. That's true. And um, we're focusing at the moment at the two markets. Uh, um, as you mentioned, Sweden, Germany is kind of our home turf. Mm. And within the next um, years, we'll definitely grow throughout Europe. And um, there is much more to come. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing your time today and look forward to following the progress. Thanks for the invitation, Glenn.